0: Two,
1: one, Welcome in. Husker Extra Podcast here on a Sunday, Thursday afternoon in, in October in Lincoln, America. I'm Chris. There's Parker. There's Steve right below me. I don't know how it looks on your guys' screen, but that's what I got. Uh, we're back for another edition of the Husker Extra Podcast. It was a, it was a content bonanza today uh, here in Lincoln, Nebraska. We had um, uh, Ryan Held spoke. Mario Verduzco spoke. Adrian Martinez spoke, Luke McCaffrey spoke for the football team. We had some news with the basketball team that we'll get to. So let's just get right into it, right? Let's start. Uh, Adrian, like we said, Adrian Martinez, Luke McCaffrey both spoke today, as did their quarterback coach. What did you guys kind of take away from from what those guys said today? Go ahead,
2: Parker. Yeah, super interesting. I mean, it's been a it's been a busy week around here. It feels like stuff's happening with uh, Frost on the radio for an hour last night, and we talked to defensive guys on Tuesday. So, kind of, you know feels like it's uh, ramping up. And honestly, you know, I, I don't, it's hard to, it's hard to know. Like, I think, I think that it's worth reminding people regularly that like we don't in a normal year under Scott Frost, since he's been at Nebraska, we see very little in the way of, of practice. Um, And this year we've seen absolutely nothing. I mean, we're not over there even watching the guys, you know, walk off the field every day or whatever. So it makes it really hard to say with confidence something as simple as like, yeah, there's a quarterback competition. Um, but clearly, I think in talking to Adrian Martinez in particular today, I mean, he he said that he feels like he's being pushed by Luke McCaffrey and that he loves it. Um, and he said, you know, competition has been good for me. Um, it's forced me to you know, look at, take a hard look at the things I need to get better at. And, and, you know, he spent the off season working on them. Um, and, and that to me, that even that right there marks a relatively significant difference from anything that we've heard in the last, um, you know, 18 months as it pertains to, to Nebraska and, and quarterback play. I mean, he had to work really hard. Adrian did to win the starting job as a freshman in 2018, but there was none of this talk last year. None. Um, when Luke McCaffrey was a true freshman and, and Noah Bedrill, um, you know, was going to be eligible then for the 2019 season. Um, but here we are. And, and Adrian was pretty open about, um, you know, the fact that he knows he's got competition from Luke McCaffrey and that the best guy is going to play. And, and that's just how it is. It's interesting. What do you think, Baz?
1: <laughs> Still collecting your thoughts there. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, no, it was super interesting, and it's it's interesting for all the reasons that uh, that Parker said. I thought it was, I think it was the last thing Adrian said today. His last quote was the one that was the most illuminating. How it's it's lit a fire or lit something in him, and it's it's really pushed him, and he's really tried to kind of take a an approach of you know cherishing every day and all those sorts of things. And I, I mean, that's probably good, right? Because like Parker said, he he probably wasn't really pushed last year, and he did have to work as a freshman to win that job. So. At the end of the day, is Adrian probably going to be the starting quarterback? Yeah, I think most people would probably say that. But you know it's it's not a it's not a shoe in by any means, and he's going to have to earn it. And you hear that so often from coaches and players that they have to earn their job and earn their playing time. And I, I think with this, it's it's probably more true than it ever has been with the quarterback race and Adrian Martinez, or at least way more true than it was last year. So. Yeah, just, just to know another one of those interesting subplots or maybe the main plot of this whole preseason just to see how that all kind of shakes out and then to see, you know, what it what it looks like on the field. You know, do they try and get them both on the field at the same time? Do, do they give Luke McCaffrey a package of plays and try and get them out there? How's that going to look? So there's a lot still to be kind of figured out from all this, I think. 2018, think about
0: think about August of 2018 when it was Jebby and Martinez. And it was a legitimate competition, right? Remember that? It's not yeah. like we saw it, yep. but it was clear from Frost's comments. Everybody was wondering what was going to happen. As I recall, now, correct me if I'm wrong here, guys, but I think there was like sort of an announcement, right? Wasn't there an announcement of some sort?
2: Yeah, on the um, so on the Sunday yeah. before yeah. Um, game, like oh, the right. outset of yeah. game week on Sunday at like 7 in the morning – they just circulated the depth chart for, for week one against Akron, and it was Martinez one, Jebbia two. And that, that was basically like – that stood as the announcement.
0: There was anticipation.
2: Yeah. Right? Yeah, we sort of and, knew what was coming. Like Saturday night, we knew that we were going to get a depth chart on Sunday morning, and it was going to have the pecking order at quarterback. But we legitimately didn't really know for sure what was coming. Right. Well, think about it.
0: I mean, and then think about what transpired with Adrian Martinez in 218 and what didn't transpire in 219. Now, the conversation is not that easy. I mean, he had, for instance, Stanley Morgan in 2018. It right. was, he, had a, he had a better situation around him in 218, but he was better in 218. I don't think anybody, I, I, just, I just don't think there's any doubt about that. Adrian was better. And I think you could say that that it, that that competition probably helped him and it may have drug him back a little bit last year. I mean, we have some evidence. It's not like we don't have some evidence of back, the fact he backed off. Remember what Frost said? Um, it was I, I think it was in July when he said, yeah, I mean, he he wasn't always locked in and practice like we wanted him to be. Um, so I bet he, I bet
2: that he doesn't have that problem now. Yeah, he he drew a straight line uh, today. I mean, it was Sam McEwen from the World Herald that asked the question. You know, he he talked about wanting to get better at little things, and if that, um, and, and that meant watching more tape of practice and focusing on details and and being present and all of that. And and the follow up was why did you feel the need to do that? Which is is a good question. And, and Martinez then said, well, it's because I know Luke is pushing me. And, you know, of course everyone that plays at that level is a self-starter to some degree. And we've seen that from Adrian, like you can't do what he did where he missed his senior year of high school, you know, showed up at Nebraska, won a starting quarterback job and played really well as a true freshman. Like you can't do that without being a self-motivator. So, that's not Luke McCaffrey's, not the entire equation here, like you said, Sip. But definitely, I think the presence of you know, both of those guys in the room, two guys at Nebraska feels like they could put on the field and and be competitive with. Um, you know, the, the idea is that that sort of setup should make both guys better. And both yeah. guys talking today certainly. St- sounded like they thought that that was the case in each of their own situations. Well, you know what? You know, as human beings, um,
0: I think we overthink a lot of things. And sometimes we just simply can't see the forest for the trees. It happens all the time. I mean, what what more do we need to say? Luke McCaffrey was on with Adrian Martinez today. Right, I mean, yeah. Luke, yeah. I mean, they, they put both quarterbacks on the session. I mean, that's probably
2: tells you a lot
0: right there, right?
2: Yeah. 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 Um, And Frost on the radio last night just said very casually, I'm looking, they're both playing really well, and I'm looking forward to watching them play this fall. Right. I mean, they put McCaffrey's on a Zoom session today
0: with, 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 with the starter, with the presumed starter. I mean, I don't know what the Pittsburgh Steelers do, but I don't know if they put their backup quarterback on with Ben Roethlisberger, right? Ben wouldn't allow that, I don't think. Yeah, I don't know who the Minnesota... I mean, who's a Packers backup? Oh, is
2: it that rookie, Tim, Tim Boyle? Tim Boyle. Oh, Tim Boyle. Who is Tim Boyle? On. Come on, he's the Dad. Packers you know backup him. quarterback. I have no idea who Tim Boyle
1: is. I've never heard that name in my life. Really? I don't yeah. actually know.
2: I don't actually know where he went to.
1: I'm looking it up. We're googling that I'm right out. now. This is good Do podcasting.
2: you no, uh, Eastern Kentucky. Yeah, Eastern Kentucky. Huh. After starting <laughs> his career up. at UConn. Right. Yeah. There, there you, go. you go.
0: Anywho. Tim so Boyle that, yeah. does not
2: talk with Aaron Rodgers on Wednesdays or whatever.
0: Right. Anywho. So, so there you go. <laughs> um, what else present, I, what else was interesting on the zoom today?
1: Well, audience? it was interesting. I thought uh, Mario Verduzco did a, did a fine job of kind of dancing around the, the quarterback issue. Who's going to play Would would they both play? You know, he got a lot of, a lot of similar questions. I thought just about, what that competition is going to look like and how they might use Adrian or how they might, use, I just about called him Adrian McCaffrey, if that tells you anything, how they might use Luke McCaffrey and Adrian Martinez. So, it, it's yeah, it's it's clear that, that even the guy that sees those guys up close every day maybe isn't really sure how it's going to shake out. Obviously, everybody has their own ideas, but I thought it was interesting to hear Mario Verduzco, the quarterback's coach, you know, kind of, kind of him and Hall a little bit, almost about about what he thought was going to happen when they when they took the field. The question
0: think. of the day, I think, didn't get asked, and I think you lose some things in these Zoom sessions. Um, what I think we, the question that needed to be asked is, is Luke McCaffrey playing other positions right now? I mean, that's what I would love to know. I mean, is he play, is, is he practicing at receiver right now at times? That's
2: – I have not heard that addressed at all. Is no, he strictly,
0: yeah. No. Is he strictly a quarterback now?
2: Yeah, it was not. It was not asked. Um, and I don't mean t- for this to sound like an answer because I don't, I don't know the answer to that question. In the spring, Frost was categorical about playing quarterback, right? And Right. Um, when last week Matt Lubick said Adrian Martinez is our starter today – but the evaluations ongoing given everything that we've heard over the past year, this doesn't necessarily seem like the time uh, where they would be dabbling with Luke McCaffrey in a lot of different ways. I mean, he's trying to get ready to play quarterback for the, the university of Nebraska. So it's definitely, I mean, like it's an interesting conversation, especially, and I think it was Adrian, and he, might, he wasn't suggesting or anything. He just was saying, he was talking about what a good athlete McCaffrey was. And he said, yeah, he could help us at quarterback, at running back, or at receiver. And, you know, that, I mean, he didn't practice at receiver last year. And then they put him out there when they needed him and he caught a ball for 12 yards. So he's obviously a big time athlete. Um, said today he's mm-hmm. up at 205 pounds. So, yeah. There was it'll a be question.
0: There was a question today that presumed McCaffrey was playing. Other positions, which I found a odd. Um, Frost left a caveat out when we asked him. He left a caveat in this conversation. In, in, in the yeah, he time. said if he's not our guy, right? Not no. He well, said. he said if if he can help us out, if he if we need him to help us elsewhere, right? You know. Um, so I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I just like to know. I just love to know right now if he's taking any snaps at receiver. You know let's, let's call him up let's
1: call him up and get him on the podcast right now well,
0: we do have a cell phone
1: <laughs> <laughs> hey Luke, how amazing I, would that be if we just got Luke on the podcast right now real quick question Luke just a quick hey Luke we just question. got one quick question for you you're on speaker phone. your time earlier today
2: <laughs> yeah I there's I think that Nebraska's quarterback situation is interesting for a lot of reasons not least of which is that of course I think y- you want Good football players on the field right I mean you you want and Luke McCaffrey is a dynamic athlete the other part of that equation is that there was a time last year when neither Adrian Martinez or Luke McCaffrey was available because of injury uh, remember Adrian was out and then Luke against Indiana hurt his knee and there was a question of whether either of them were going to be able to go and remember it was at the was it against Iowa the conversation was about who was the least hurt between all of their quarterbacks. And so,
1: Federal got dinged up too at, at some point.
2: Yeah. Right. And so now you're talking about a situation in which, after Adrian Martinez and Luke McCaffrey, there is no veteran Noah Federal. You're talking about true freshman Logan Smothers or a walk on in Matt Masker. So there is this, even though they have two guys who they think can really play. And that gives you enviable depth in one way. They also have three scholarship guys on the roster, and they've gone three deep each of the past two years. So that – I mean, that doesn't – you can't just play both of them, or you couldn't just play Luke McCaffrey at a bunch of other other positions and risk him getting hurt knowing what is – what is after him. And that's nothing against Logan Smothers. He's just a true freshman, you know, and he's, he's getting the hang of it. So I don't know. It's a, it's an interesting conversation. It's enviable. It's an enviable setup in a lot of ways. And they also don't have a huge number of bodies in the room.
1: It would be, it'd be quite the side if if they lined up against Ohio state and started sending Luke McCaffrey across the middle on like a crossing pattern or a slant against like (laughs) Ohio state's defensive backs and safeties and so yeah, he'll he'll be fine. We'll throw him a bubble. We'll just help one of those safeties and come run up and and pound him, pound him into the. All right, Luke, you got to crack the
2: game. outside linebacker on this toss play.
1: Yeah, come down and come down and down block the nose guard. We're going to line you up. Brown- tight. <laughs>
2: there's, there's Baron
1: Browning. Go get him. <laughs> yeah, I don't
2: anticipate that. All right. Yeah. Go ahead. You know, Parker. Who, ahead, Parker. Is, you, you know who is going to take a big physical uh, physical load on his shoulders this fall. Oh, I know! I know who. Twenty six,
1: two on at the dirt. Right, he's kicking his stall right now, <laughs> munching on some hay. The feed bag's out, hanging on a nail outside. You can see the bag of oats across the way. <laughs> he's like a racehorse
0: looking at the racetrack. Oh, he's, he's
1: just—he's shimmering. He's gotten his—he's gotten his sponge bath <laughs> oh, after the after the workout. <laughs> All right. All right. The big horse, <laughs> Diedrich Mills, the bell cow. I, I pray to God Brian Hill called him the bell cow today. The bell cow. Yeah. I mean, makes sense, right? Like it's Diedrich Mills and you look at the depth chart, it's, it's a bunch of freshmen and redshirt freshmen. And there's not a whole heck of a lot of carries behind him. Ramir Johnson got a few and, and Brody Belt got a few and and that's pretty much it. So there, there's, there's, some, there's some playing time to be earned there by the backups, yes, but at the same time, you talk about a guy who needs to stay healthy. Uh, it's, it's Dedrick Mills because they, they may have some talent behind them, but it's, it's a lot of guys that haven't played a lot
2: of college football. It's interesting because last night on the radio, um, Scott Frost was on Husker Sports Nightly for an hour, and they sort of did a roster whip around. I mean, he talked about all kinds of different positions, um over the course of just a few minutes and he he was it seemingly was a little bit cautious about lavishing praise on really anybody mostly talked about most of the guys he named by name or veteran players guys who've contributed in the past so on and so forth but I thought at one point he sort of like he was talking about having to narrow down who was going to be next in line after Diedrich Mills and they have to sort of um identify number two and number three for a regular rotation and he sort of said so yeah I guess we just I guess we just got to let him compete and that that's exactly what you want right I mean you want they have four guys um in Ramirez Johnson Ronald Tompkins both redshirt freshmen and then a couple of freshmen in uh Savion Morrison and Marvin Scott plus a couple of walk-ons that got mentioned today Brody Belt and Cooper Jewett um and, and you can just sort of cut all those guys loose and say, may the best man win um, in the backup job. So it's an interesting, we've said this each year so far, but, and then Nebraska's ended up short at running back each of the last two seasons, but um, they definitely do seemingly have more depth on paper uh, this year than they've had the past couple of years.
0: Well, let's not, uh, I mean, I don't want to bury the lead here. That was the first time we've ever heard Cooper Jewett's name come out of a coach's mouth,
2: right? Are you saying that Cooper Jewett's the lead here? <laughs> Let's not bury the lead. Like,
0: <laughs> well, I didn't mean, I meant this segment of the conversation.
2: I'll scratch your podcast, episode 163. <laughs> Ryan Held speaks the name Cooper Jewett. Yeah. Cooper Jewett well, is on never, the radar. Parker, you must admit,
0: we wh- never heard the name Cooper Jewett come out of a coach's mouth till today.
2: No, nope, right? not out of a coach's mouth.
0: And I do not want to. Um, I don't want that. I don't want to gloss over that.
2: <laughs> no, it was interesting. It was interesting. He was in one of those. Uh, prompted, right?
1: Like he was asked,
2: like unprompted, you know, prompted. Yeah, it, it was unprompted. scholarship guys
1: or maybe some walk-ons, and yeah, he he wasn't asked about Cooper Jewett. Let's make that Sippel was not pining. For Ryan Held's opinions on Cooper Jewett. This was something that Ryan Held brought up on prompted. Yeah, I think we 5,
0: all- 10, 190, red shirt freshman from Elkhorn South. I, I mean, I would say um, we should probably keep an eye on him. Number twenty four.
2: Number twenty two. Twenty two. He changed his number.
0: Changed his number to twenty two. This just in. This just
2: in on More the Cooper, breaking Jewett, Cooper Jewett news. <laughs> He's changed uh, his number. Simple was not pining for a cooper Jewett update, but Ryan Held was pining for a simple question. He, he, he asked he again, like, what, no question from Simple today? Yeah, he almost seemed
1: hurt a little bit. Hurt. Um, I, how about, you know, about Held's sideburns while we're going off topic a little bit? Did we notice those? Good. How'd they look? He looked like, uh, he looked like Will Ferrell from the, from the NASCAR movie. I forget what it's called. <laughs> Talladega Nights. Talladega Nights. That's exactly what he looked like. If you're not first, you're last. That was Ryan Held today. And that's basically what he said about his about his running back room, right? Like, if you're not first, if you're not Dedrick not Mills. Really, no, Bass, that's not that's really what he said. Uh, that's really, not really what he said? <laughs> I
2: don't
1: say that at all. That's that was
2: not a that If you're not Dedrick Mills, you're last. Yeah, if you're not Dedrick Mills, then I don't care.
1: That was not said. He did not say that. Let's make that clear. I apologize to Ryan Held. And I apologize to all of Nebraska's running backs behind Dedrick Mills because that's not.
2: What... You made a hell of an effort there, but
1: I really well. I don't know if I call it a
2: hell of an effort. It was an effort. <laughs> so yeah, one one note on the running back situation. Obviously, last year, you know, Maurice Washington was in that conversation uh, until he wasn't, and obviously, he won't be going forward after he was dismissed from the team and all of that. But interestingly, Dedrick Mills had 143 carries last year. And then after that, the next true running back was why Missouri and Ramir Johnson each had 21. Wondell Robinson had 88, but he's a guy who Ryan held sort of reiterated today, what we expected, which is that they do not plan to use Wondell Robinson as a running back um, much at all. Now that doesn't mean you won't see him in the backfield. They want to move him all over the place, but Held said, no, no, he's a slot receiver. He's not a running back, and we think we are we feel better about our ability to, to you know um, have some depth at running back and not have to use him back there. But that's a huge – and it illustrates the drop-off in experience. But you can look at the scholarship too sh- chart, too, two redshirt freshmen and, and two true freshmen scholarship-wise. But 143 carries for Dedrick Mills, and then the next running back on the list that's back on the roster is Ramir Johnson – 21 carries for 65 yards last year. So, I mean, it's going to be, that's why Ryan held said he's got to be the bell cow because there's, you've got one guy who's got a year of being a, every game, you know, three down tight back. And then after that, you got a bunch of young guys. Yeah. You need Mills to be really good. I mean, Ramirez Johnson. Now hell did say he
0: put on significant weight. Did he say 10 pounds. 10 pounds, yep. Uh, He's pretty good. That's he's still gonna be a pretty small back. Ronald Topkins, his knee issues are well documented, and then there's two two freshmen. Um, you can make I mean running backs can can be good as true freshmen, so they might I think they're okay as I think they're okay behind Mills, but I would say that with a lot more assurance if either Sevion Morrison or Marvin Scott the third present themselves as guys that could be consistently as effective.
1: Yeah. If, if, if one of those two guys is getting, you know, like 15 carries against Ohio state, that's probably not great news for Nebraska um, at least not early on, or maybe it is, I guess you could take it either way, right? Like they either think, yeah, you it, could take or, it either way. Yeah. Or, 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 or it's a situation where they're, they're, you know, Diedrich maybe wasn't as effective as they hoped. So yeah, it's, 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 it's super intriguing. Like the more, the more you kind of dig into this stuff and the more we hear from the coaches and stuff, you realize there's some real, like there's some real intrigue at a lot of different positions. And it's, it's maybe not the the obvious ones you think of, you know, it's, there's a lot to be decided here and we're two, you know, just two plus weeks away from, from playing a game. So yeah, there's a, there's a lot to be figured out
2: yet. We should, before we move on, just make note quickly. uh, um, Frost said last night on the radio that, uh, Omar Manning had missed some time so far in camp this year for health and for personal reasons, um, but said he's doing well. And they expect him to be a big part of the team uh, in the future. And I was, the reason I thought of that primarily is because just like there's not a, a lot of experience behind your main guy at running backs, similar conversation to receiver. I mean, Wando Robinson had 40 catches last year. They don't have a returning receiver who has a catch besides him on the scholarship level? Kate Warner does. And Chris Hickman had one catch for zero yards as a tight end last year. So, even though the coaches have been generally speaking optimistic about the skill group in general and, and what they have at running back and at receiver, but man, there's gonna be a lot of new faces. And I think the closer you get to kickoff, the more evident it just becomes, it's been evident ever since last year ended. Um, and especially since J.D. Spielman transferred this spring. But, like, you get closer to kickoff and you start kind of putting the pieces, you know, how you think it might fit together. Man, there's going to be a lot of new guys uh, when they roll into Columbus. New faces. Things. Parker, you're hearing names like Bennett Folkers, Yeah, um, Wyatt
1: Lever. As a,
0: as a, yeah, Wyatt Lever. Adrian mentioned Wyatt Lever today. You're going to see some new faces out there against Ohio State. I mean, yeah. I, I would almost guarantee you're going to see Wyatt Lever. Um, I'm not saying he's going to be in the starting lineup, but he'll be in the rotation.
2: Yeah, uh, Wyatt Lever. I mean, there's going to be a, – there's a potentially a really big group of walk-ons that is going to be asked to contribute in some way at the wide receiver position. It's it's really kind of amazing. We heard Adrian Martinez mention Wyatt Lever today. Bennett Folkers is a guy who's been around for a long time um, and is going to – in that too deep, you know, mix somewhere. Cade Warner, obviously, he was another guy that Martinez mentioned today as a leader uh, in the receiver group. And I think so did did Luke McCaffrey. Um, And then, you know, Ty Hahn is another guy, freshman. Um, Walk-on was a borderline scholarship guy um, that they got to walk on. So, yeah, I mean, there's a lot of, and that's in addition to what? Four scholarship newcomers at receiver plus a graduate transfer in Levi Falk. Um, who was a scholarship guy at South Dakota had a really good 2018 um, and then was hurt most of last year who's come in and impressed too so you start chalking it up and it's it is not just the that big group of receivers that they signed um, on scholarship for the 2020 class there's a bunch of guys beyond that group And and that group you know that group has has had its share of of struggles on multiple fronts I mean you know, Marcus Fleming, um, was not on campus for a little while. He is now and he's practicing and all that, uh, at Omar Manning has missed some time. Uh, Will Mixon were expecting to miss the season with a knee injury, um, that, that occurred in July over the summer. And so, um, you know, he, he had surgery, uh, and all that. And so, you know, it's been, um, when you inject a bunch of new guys at receiver, um, and you got to have four or five of them, you know, hit, um, you, obviously there's there's some risk in that equation, and, and I think we're seeing that in the number of guys that they're rolling through looking for options at receiver right now.
1: Good stuff, Yeah, I think you're right. Uh, basketball Thanks. news. <laughs> Great job, Parker. I think you're right. Uh, bas- yeah, this kind of flew under the radar a little bit today. Um, Oklahoma State just kind of came out and announced that, yeah, we're going to go ahead and play in that preseason tournament Nebraska's putting on in Lincoln November 25th through the 28th.
2: The one that has a name and a logo and everything.
1: The one, the, well, the one that apparently has a name and a logo um, that that apparently Oklahoma State is the only people that have access to that logo because that's the only place I've ever seen it. But yeah, they put out an official news release today saying they were playing in the, uh, the Golden – what was it called? The Golden Window. The Golden Window. 2020 Golden Window, a multi-team event. Uh, scheduled for November 25th through the 28th at Pinnacle Bank Arena. That November 25th, of course, being the the new start date for the basketball season. Um, Nebraska has not officially announced anything about this. Um, there have been reports out there on the internet about about this event happening. Um, about an organization called Elevate Hoops, based out of New Jersey, that that puts on bracket style tournaments, is kind of being the group that's going to run this thing. Uh, we, we've heard some some different teams kind of mentioned and, and it's it's a pretty good list. LSU, who's probably gonna be a top 15, top 20 team, Northern Iowa, who won 25 games last year, Ellen, Nevada, Illinois State, Cleveland State. The 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 thought is they might get this thing up to 16 teams, played over several days. And it's it's just interesting. Yeah, but Oklahoma State just kind of came out of nowhere and said, yeah, yeah, we're gonna we're gonna play in that. So we'll see what it looks like. I think as as the weeks go on as as we get closer to November this will become more clear. Um, sounds like we might potentially be able to talk to Fred Hoiberg next week. Maybe he'll be able to shed a little bit more light on it. Um, but, yeah, this is a deal where nothing's nothing's official yet. The Big Ten hasn't even said what they're going to do with their conference schedule yet. And, and that's really going to be the biggest factor in what this whole thing looks like. Because with the new rules saying you can only play 27 games in a season, you can only play 25 uh, under certain circumstances, uh, if you don't get an MTE, it's, it's going to be – it's it's it was just very it was very 2020 to see Oklahoma State just kind of come out and put up put out a news release saying yep we're coming up we'll see you guys in November. Very 2020. And very what do you mean by that? Yeah, very right, pandemicy. Yeah. Just like out, just like a random like random piece of news that nobody expected. It like came out like in the middle of the football press conference today here in Lincoln. So, yeah, I don't know. I mean, it's it's
2: it's interesting <laughs> on a
1: lot of levels because. It Donovan is. Williams, of course, plays for Oklahoma State. The former Lincoln North Star standout, who was committed to Nebraska, uh, then decommitted uh, after Fred Hoiberg was hired, and eventually signed with with Oklahoma State's would be obviously a homecoming for him. And if those two teams matched up. That would certainly be uh, interesting, uh, depending on if there, how many fans, if there are any fans allowed into the stands or not. So yeah, it's I I love the I love the the idea of them coming up because yes, it's Sonnevin Williams, but they also have the best player, the best freshman in the country, and Kate Cunningham on their team. who's the number one recruit in the country in 2020. So this is a good team. And if this thing kind of comes together, like everybody seems to think it's going to be coming together, it's going to be a, it's going to be a marquee event. Uh, you know, Oklahoma State's a fringe top 25 team. LSU, as we said, top 15, top 20 team. Northern Iowa's good. If you get a couple more high major teams in there and you, you do get this thing to 16 games – it's it's going to be interesting. It's going to be wall to wall basketball for pretty much four days, and then maybe some more matchups after that. And it's right right at the beginning of the season, so I think the next step we're gonna I think we're gonna see this stuff just kind of trickle out, you know, over the next the next few weeks or whatever. But again, this is all going to depend on on what the Big Ten does and what the Big Ten so – the Big Ten hasn't even approved their teams to play non conference games yet. For all we know is <laughs> play oh, really yeah that's amazing. that is very
0: 2020 around.
1: well then there's there was even a line in the Oklahoma state uh, news release that said this event is pending Big Ten conference approval for schools to participate in men's basketball non-conference competition so yeah we're <laughs> playing in it if it actually happens and the big Ten says it's okay and we get through all these other hoops first so typically we'll though
2: typically though for a team like when a team announces something like that in a press release. It means there's paperwork around it in some regard, which of course at this point, if they have a contract signed or whatever, it would be contingent on exactly basically that line from the release contingent on, on the big Ten giving the green light to non-conference play. But um, as if we didn't, I mean, you've reported Chris that, that they're definitely trying to do this, but um, it's pretty, it's gonna be pretty cool if it happens. It's going to be super cool. Um,
1: I, there's. It sounds like they're they're not sure if they're gonna allow fans in or not. Obviously, if they did, they're not gonna allow it to sell out. It'd be it'd be spaced out. But odds are, you're probably looking at no fans. I think I would think that's gonna be one of the Big Ten stipulations for its teams. You're not gonna let the football teams play with zero fans, other than friends and f- other than other than family members, and then just let the basketball team let whoever they want into the game. So. Yeah, it's it, it would be a super cool event. It's, it's not going to be, you know, Kentucky versus Michigan State or Duke versus North Carolina or anything like that. But this is going to be a cool event. And it's, it's kind of a cool experiment, I think, because if you pull this off and it's successful and everybody does gets, you know, five, six games, it's great. We feel good about it. Everybody's healthy does this become a thing you try and do every year? You know, does this be, you know, does, does Nebraska really want to fly to Myrtle Beach, South Carolina and play in a tournament when they can stay in Lincoln, host their own, have a bunch of great Midwestern programs and a few others come in, you host them and, and you go from there. I think this is, it's, there's the potential for some pretty wide ranging, like potential changes to the way basketball games are scheduled. So it's it's going to be interesting to see how this all comes together if they're even able to do it. It's also going to be interesting to see what what's future schedules look like if Nebraska's able to pull this off. Hey,
0: Bass, he you'll be busy.
1: Yeah, um, sure will. Yeah,
0: um, it, it's good for your employment. I mean, that's the beauty of it. <laughs> <laughs> no,
1: that's true. Well, you'd be looking at let's think about this, right? Like, yeah, Nebraska yeah. Iowa football is going probably going to get moved to Black Friday. Right. We can probably, we can probably pretty safely assume it, which is the, the 27th, correct? Thanksgiving days of 26th. Yeah. It seems right. Yep. <laughs> Nebraska is also going to be hosting this massive basketball tournament, November 25th, 26th, 27th, 28th. Wow. You know, so but it, yeah, it's going to be super interesting. Um, that am is amazing. Watch? When you think about that weekend, you're right. Oh, it's going to be wall to wall Nebraska sports. And, and, Basically, once yeah, once the end of November hits, it's going to be football and basketball. I mean, it's going to be, yeah, all day, every day for, for a good month, month and a half. So a lot a lot to look forward to, to keeping my employment secure. You're correct. You're going to want
2: to be subscribing to the Lincoln Journal Star through all of that.
1: Yeah, journalstar.com slash subscribe. It's a content bonanza every day. We're just, we're turning the fire hose on you and just dumping it on you. And all you got to do is go pay a few bucks a month. <laughs> that doesn't yeah. sound that appealing. Can you, can you please make it sound more appealing than that? It's a, how about we, how about it's like one of those rain spring, like one of those jet things that's got the handheld deal. You can like do like the cone, like the mist will mist you with content. There like you, gently. Yeah. That's more like it. We'll put you we'll in cool room. We'll, it's, it's a cool, it's a cool mist of content on a hot summer's day. Is that yeah. better? Yeah, it's better. All right. That's Anything better. else we should talk about, fellas? Uh,
2: Parker? What about – um? hey, Baz, how many hard throwers does the baseball team have? You, you caught up with oh, Will Bolt right. this week too.
1: How about baseball? We had, yeah. we had a little Will Bolt action yesterday. How about that? It seems like it was like a week ago already. But, yeah, that was just yesterday <laughs> morning. Will Bolt, they're about halfway through fall ball right now. He said most – he said that last year Nebraska had two guys that could maybe throw in the low 90s. And he Who? said this year they've got – a bunch of guys that are thrown low nineties to mid nineties on the mound. They said the pitching has been dominant um, midway through fall camp. And this is a team that had an ERA just south of six uh, last year. I uh, gave up a ton of runs early on, you know, pitching, quite frankly, cost them some games. They, they were seven and eight and pitching probably cost them four or five wins pretty easily. So obviously, fall ball against your own teammates is a long way from, you know, March or April or May against Michigan or Ohio state or whoever it is. But yeah, that's a promising sign. I think, I think this coaching staff, you know, you talk about the football team and the football coaching staff, you know, kind of being guarded and reserved uh, in how they talk about players and potential guys that could, that could have success and things like that. It's, it's kind of the exact opposite right now uh, with the baseball team. Will Bull has not been afraid to say that, they really like this team. They really like what some of these guys are doing. Uh, you know, I think the pandemic in a way kind of helped them kind of reset the roster the way they wanted it to. Uh, they brought in 17, 18 new guys. You know, they, they, all, they've flipped almost half the roster and a lot of those guys are going to play right away. So yeah, another team, once they get through a fall ball, obviously won't hear from them for a few months, but they'll start up again in February, March, and it's going to, that team's going to look a lot different than the last time I took the field at Haymarket Park. So, Will Bolt's kind of building it up to where it was. To at least they have guys who look like the guys Nebraska had on its great teams. I'm not saying this team's going to go out and win 55 games or anything like that, but they've got athletes and they've got guys and they've got young guys that are going to contribute right away. So, yeah, some promising stuff if, if you're a Nebraska baseball fan listening to Will Bolt talk about his team. Good report, Paz. Good job, guys. Good report, Paz. Thanks, guys. Yeah.
0: Hey, seriously. Hey, I, seriously. I, you know what else is 220? What's that? When Baz gets up and walks around his house with his computer.
2: Yeah, the Baznaps <laughs> family at home tour. Yeah, that's yeah. That's,
1: yeah. that's that's Gus. I, oh, Gus. Gus, you, you are handsome. He has a handsome Gus is guy. handsome. He had to go outside. He needed to get a treat after he was outside. And he was pulling at the door, so. I'm, like you saying, I'm a, no. for, he needs to go outside I'm, and get a tree. <laughs> wow. Well, he did go get a tree when he was outside. I'll say that. He was all yeah. over that tree. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's good. <laughs> like a dog. I like a dog. All right. On that note, <laughs> let's wrap this baby up. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you guys next week.